Greetings, friends, and welcome to a very special episode of Look, It's Rock and Roll podcast. Um, I'm Mark, and I will be flying solo with you today. And we'll be taking a look at a record that has really impressed me. Uh, It is a new release, technically. It came out in September of this year. Um, Before I start talking about this record and show it... um, I do a lot of my own music, as you guys probably know, and uh, honestly, I don't really uh, get too much new stuff. And lately, I've been going to the record store more than I probably have in quite a while, uh, just because the urge has kind of struck me again to look for some new stuff. Um, and when I stumbled upon when I stumbled upon this album, um, I didn't know what to expect. On one hand, mainly because The catalog from which this band takes its music from is so vast, I wasn't entirely sure what to expect. Now, let me show you what it is first so we can get more context into what I'm talking about. The album is Nick Mason's Saucer Full of Secrets, Live at the Roundhouse. Now, as you probably know, Nick Mason is the drummer for Pink Floyd. Now... He's the only member of Pink Floyd in this outfit, uh, with the exception of Guy Pratt. Now, he's not really ever been an official member of Pink Floyd, but he was the bass player for Pink Floyd during the momentary lapse of reason and division bell era of the band. Now, when I saw that this was a live album and that they were putting it out, I was very curious to see what material they would be drawing from. And then I realized that they were playing everything pre-pre-Dark Side of the Moon. So that was, to me, very daring because everybody and their brother knows Pink Floyd from Dark Side of the Moon onwards. Wish You Were Here, Animals, The Wall, you know, uh, even the final cut. uh, But... The material before that is not so vastly known. Now, I took the uh, my CDs out just so I can refer to them to show you what I'm talking about because they're drawing from albums like the, the debut, Piper at the Gates of Dawn. <clears throat> the second record, A Saucer Full of Secrets, from which their band name comes from. Then you have the third record, which is more, which I don't have on CD. Uh, then I believe, if my memory serves me correctly, it's Amagama, which is a half live album, half studio album. Then you have <clears throat> Adam Hart Mother, was probably one of the most recognizable album covers of all time. <clears throat> then you have Metal. Which, out of all of these uh, records, this is probably the most uh, known. I would just put it that way, because you have one of those days, and of course, Echoes, which is one of the, probably one of the biggest songs that they have in their catalog. And then, of course, the last record before Dark Side of the Moon is Obscured by Clouds. Now, this is a really 
odd album because it is technically a movie soundtrack. Now, I know what you're thinking. What what could they have played from these albums to keep someone's attention for, you know, a, a double LP? So, <clears throat> let's take a look at what's on the album. So I'll read it out to you here. You have Interstellar Overdrive, Astronomy Domine, Lucifer Sam, Fearless, Obscured by Clouds, When You're In, that's side A. Then you have Remember a Day, Arnold Lane, Vegetable Man, If, Adam Hart Mother, If, Reprise, and then the Nile Song. Side C, you have Green is, green is the Color, Let There Be More Light, Childhood's End, and The Wonderful Set the Control for the Heart of the Sun. Great song. And then side D is See Emily Play, Bike, One of These Days, A Saucer Full of Secrets, and Point Me at the Sky. Now, out of these songs, to be honest with you, some of them I knew well, some of them I didn't know well. Like, I mean, Interstellar Overdrive and Astronomy Dominaire from the first album, I know knew those ones pretty well. Uh, Arnold Lane, one of their more popular singles. Uh, Vegetable Man is also a single, which is rather odd that they pl played that. Green is the Color, I knew that from the soundtrack uh, more. Set the Controls for the Heart of the Sun is one of my favorite songs that they've done from the early catalog. And then you have One of These Days, which is pretty popular. Lots of people know that. Uh, Bike is an odd selection because it's a very quirky song. Very, very, uh, very strange song, you know. So why they picked that song, I don't really know, but it works. And that's my point with this record. Everything that they played on here... I'll tell you this, when it, when, it, when you get a good live record, songs that are on studio albums become much better. At least I find that. Like, all the songs that are on here, like Interstellar Overdrive never caught me on the studio record, but this live version caught me immediately. Fearless was a song that I never really got into too much. I believe that's on uh, um, metal. Is that? Yeah, Fearless is on metal. And... I don't remember very much of that song until I heard this version of it and it caught me immediately. That's what I'm going to say about this record that really is a plus is that it took all the studio songs and made them a hundred times better in my eyes. I, I love it. And the musicians that are on here, you have Guy Pratt, like I said, who plays bass and sings, and has a great job singing on this album, I must say. You have Gary Kemp on guitar, and you have Lee Harris on guitar as well, and the outstanding Dom Beckham on keyboards and programming and backing vocals. He is probably one of the main uh, stars of this live band, because... He does a lot of the Richard Wright stuff and then some. He does a lot of great programming. He takes a lot of stuff that was maybe missing from the Pink Floyd uh, time of when they did these songs back in the day and was able to include it now. Of course, he has technology on his side now, of course. So he can include a lot of the sound effects that were missing when they were doing this live back in the 70s. And it sounds incredible. And that's the other thing about this record, I gotta say. Is that it was done at Abbey Road, the pressing of it, I mean the mastering of it, excuse me, and 
it was done half speed mastered and that really really made this album stand out fantastic it is probably one of the best sounding live albums i've heard period and that's saying a lot because i've heard a lot of live albums in my time um i've been involved with a few live albums as far as engineering and production of some and know what goes into them and how difficult can they can be to make sound good but this album sounds incredible i mean the performances are spot on the the sound and everything the drums sound fantastic the guitar tones are great the vocals are very clear and present and it has a really really good live vibe to it the audience ambience on this album is really well done and that's something that's very tricky to do i just reviewed uh, not long ago the latest yes live album and there it's you know it's good the album but the audience on there how they recorded it is just terrible there's like fade-ins of audience in the middle of songs for some reason and it just doesn't sound realistic everything about this record sounds like you're in the audience the last album i could say that did that to me was rush's older world of stage it actually sounds like you're sitting at massey hall and when you listen to this whether it's cranking your stereo in your basement or in your room or putting headphones on it sounds like you're at the roundhouse incredible job now let me just show you really quickly the the album it's a nice gatefold and there you see the the band <clears throat> now it's housed in this really nice kind of uh, sleeve that you put it in and on the back it has the song titles that's the only kind of quirk I have if it is that they is that they put the song titles on that and if you take that out of there then you don't have reference to the songs but they also put this on the back here which is quite a bit of notation about who was involved in it how it got started and why they played what they played which I think is fantastic so I'm gonna you know let that slide that the songs are not listed on here uh, and then you have these really nice sleeves really nicely done Guy Pratt Gary Kemp and these are really really nicely done records Let's see if I can get that a bit closer here with that uh, what am I doing wrong here is that upside down ah sorry that will make more sense there you go there you have the man on the drums and then on the other side you have that sort of very psychedelic swirl effect now like I said before it is a half master half speed master and if you take a look in the dead wax it does say here miles Abbey Road and it is a half half master here and it sounds like I said it sounds really really nicely done here so um, again I can't say enough good things about this record it 
It is easily probably the best, like I said, it's probably the best sounding live album I've heard. And to be honest, until further notice, I'm, I'll just throw the other one too. Why not? I won't pull the record out because it looks exactly the same. But here's the other band members. There's Lee Harris and Dom Beckham. Now, that to me kind of shows class, though. If you notice, everybody in the band is shown except for Nick Mason. And I think Nick Mason was kind of very cool to do that, where he kind of just said, you know what, everybody knows what I look like. It's probably better to show my band members than to show himself in. That's a class move, in my opinion. But like I said, this album sounds amazing. I highly recommend it. Go out and grab this record. Because until further notice, and there's one more record that I'm probably going to review before this year is done. And those two right now are running neck and neck for what will be, I think, my favorite album of 2020. This one's in the lead right now. It really is. It's that good. And for a record that relies on music that is not its popular music from their catalog, like, I mean, like, the fact that they're not doing anything from Dark Side, nothing from The Wall. They're doing only songs that are probably not familiar to a lot of the people that are in the audience. Uh, was gutsy, and I think it really worked out well for them get this record i can't stress that enough it is that good so i'm going to leave it at that uh again we were looking at nick mason's saucer full of secrets live at the roundhouse uh it's available on uh double vinyl which i have it's also available on double cd and dvd and there's also a blu-ray of the performance which I didn't know, and I'm going to order right now because I love the performances that I've saw on, that I've seen online on YouTube. So I'm definitely going to get it. Yes, I really like this record, and I think if you get it, you'll really like it too. So that's all for now. Thank you very much for watching. Thank you for watching or listening to this episode. Be sure to subscribe to us, like us, or even leave us a review. You can find us and join the conversation on Facebook.